It's Monday the 30th of November 2020. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. I'm joined this week by the Ruv broadcast journalist Olaf Ragnarsdottir. Welcome to you. Thank you. Uh, this week we've learned that the COVID infection rate started rising again and that the relaxations to the rules everyone was hoping for this Wednesday may not be significant um, if there are any changes at all. We should yeah. probably find out today, if not tomorrow. One of the people who tested positive this past week was even the police civil protection chief himself, Vidir Reynison. I think he has a blunder consideration to tighten up the emergency containment laws with one element being the ability for health ministers in the future to impose curfews in Iceland if the bill passes. The Coast Guard has been in the news for the strike going on among its flight mechanics. Uh, the strike meant the country went several days without any Coast Guard helicopters on duty at all. Althingi eventually voted to force the mechanics back to work. First case following the cervical cancer screening mistakes um, uncovered this summer has ended in compensation. Several other women's cases are considered likely to go the same way. Iceland should become a world center of renewably powered aviation technology, politicians believe, and they are pushing for electric passenger flights to start within a decade. And finally, Advent is upon us. The Oslo tree has been lit up. The festive glow has settled on towns and cities around the country. Although many traditions are looking pretty different this year. So where would you like to begin? Should we start with the, you know, more lighter, fun stuff, Christmas? We, or we could end with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's entirely up to you. We can start there, yeah. Um, <laughs> Because that leads into COVID. <laughs> it really does, yeah. Um, I I don't need to ask you. Normally I would say, were you there? Did you go and see the tree being lit up yesterday? But you weren't because it. no one was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw it on TV and that was nice. Uh, yeah, yesterday was the first, uh, sun, first, what do you say, first in Advent? Yeah, the, the first Sunday of Advent, I would say. Sunday of Advent, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> that's usually, yeah, very festive. Yeah. But, and yeah, it's different like everything else this year. And people are, st everyone is started to think, starting to think like, what are we going to be able to do? Um, w are we going to be able to invite the whole family over? So, Everyone is like kind of sitting and waiting to hear what will happen next. But I also saw yesterday uh, that we had this piece on the news about foreign exchange students in Iceland. Mm. And I hadn't really thought too much about their situation. So they're, especially those who just came this year, maybe, they haven't had the chance to get to know anyone kind of so there was an interview with this uh, young man from brazil he spends most of his time in the 30 square meter apartment doing online classes and mm. can't go home for christmas that's really tough isn't it yeah i mean you as a foreign exchange student you realize there's going to be challenges and that you might feel 
lonely at times, but you're there for the experience, you're there to meet other people, you're there to see the country, and they're not doing that this year. Exactly. He said, the poor guy, he was like, I, I don't really meet anyone. I talk with my family every day on WhatsApp. And I think he said he might, for Christmas, try to make a Christmas tree out of Legos. So at least he's finding something to do. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same though, is it? Oh, no. poor guy. And yeah, there yeah. are, well, hundreds of, of people in that position, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and then you're trying to think like, oh, can't we do something for, for, for these students? But you kind of can't because... You're, I'm, I mean, I'm not seeing a lot of my friends and families, so I can't go see <laughs> a stranger. No, no, exactly. And least of all, invite a group of them to come together because yeah. that's, yeah, that cannot be done. Yeah. What else is different? So, or, or maybe what else is the same? Because the tree, the Oslo tree outside Althingi and Domkirchen, um looks better than ever. And that's not an accident either. They've they've been really adding an extra um, push to their decorations this year, precisely because people are feeling a bit crappy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, what else is is similar? What else is noteworthy that you've seen? Um, I mean, I think kind of everything is different. Mm. I haven't even started to think. I mean what my Christmas will look like. I mean, of course, I work here at the newsroom, so we work. We don't have Christmas off. But still, um, I mean, I'm from a small town from Westmanair, like the little island here outside of Iceland. And, I mean, will it be okay for me to go home, see my family or not? Mm. Like, these are all questions because it's still far away. You know, it's still four weeks or so. So we don't know what will happen because it seems like, I mean, in the past few days, cases are going up again. And we don't know what will, I mean, we, we have no idea what the situation will be. But I, like you said, we will find out, should find out today or tomorrow, like what they plan to do on because the current restrictions only are in place until the 2nd, which is uh, Wednesday, right? Yeah, well, they're actually, the new ones are supposed to start on the 2nd, so it's actually the end of ah. tomorrow that they expire. So it's yeah, very, yeah. Very tight. And now Vider has COVID, so he, he is just ill at home, so we won't be seeing him. Mm. But a lot of people are talking about him. Obviously. I mean, that's big news in and of itself really um obviously mm. he's just one man and anyone can get it but he's the man one of the three people at the very head of the, the the fight against the virus in this country so it's quite symbolic isn't it it is and you can see on social media and and i can hear also around me myself that people are i don't know disappointed and some are even angry with him because they feel he has been doing more than he's telling people to do. And some people have been uh, like holding back and not really seeing many people or inviting them to their homes. And, and now you see that he had like 
what was it, 12, 12 people over or something in the span of one or two days. And that has been raising some questions. Yeah, I mean, it's not against the rules, though, is it? As if it was in, I mean, 12 people at, at one time would be, wouldn't it? I think 10 people is the limit. Exactly. It's not against the rules, that's true. But it's kind of against the advice they have been sending out there. You know, just stay home, don't try to hold on, you know. So yeah. at least that's what pe some people have been taking in because um, you can see... Um, uh, sorry, I'm getting these messages here. Um, because you you see these people saying like oh i haven't seen my mom or dad since the summer so i think it's also a case of people maybe taking uh, the advice more literal i don't know if that makes sense yeah you know, some people interpreting in, interpreting the advice from the civil protection team like you should you know just stay at home and not see anyone and some people have been well at least they say they have been doing almost that and then they see this news and that really made them angry understandable isn't it i mean i think we all vary in our uh, adherence to the rules on a sort of daily and weekly basis anyway sometimes you you're feeling oh i should i really need to do this or another time should I, I don't know i don't think anyone's perfect is what i'm trying to say exactly that's the thing. I agree with you. And I mean, I, of course, I try my best to follow the rules and not break any of the restrictions. But sometimes you just also have to <laughs> think about your mental health. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to a party or anything, but I mean, I will go see my sister when I want. And well, actually, she had COVID, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> That's another so. interesting layer of, um, yeah, it is. Well, what do, what do you think this week will hold? Because a week ago, mm -hmm. we were very much expecting a significant relaxation. Things were looking great. There was yeah. three cases reported, and only one of them wasn't in quarantine. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of last week, you're looking at, I forget what it was, it was 20 or something. And and most of them were not in quarantine. And it was a big change around in a very short time. Exactly. Um, arguably, it was all down to last weekend and the way people were socialising with each other. And maybe it sort of, maybe it has peaked again already, but it's hard to say. So yeah. what do you feel? We're not going to see big relaxations, are we? No, I think... I would be really surprised if we do. And I mean, you you can see like Kauri Stefansson, he, he is always um, ready to give his opinion on what the decisions are. And he always wants to go a step further. And like he's saying now that it would be catastrophic if there would be re relaxations. So I don't think there will be, if, uh, I don't know if there will be any, then maybe I thought even before, uh, before it started to go up again, I thought we would at most see like going up to 20 people, maybe 50. So 
I'm not even sure that they will, uh, you know, increase the gathering ban. I think they might, maybe they'll allow something like uh, some sports or exercise or something. But I don't, yeah, it, it's hard for me to say it because to be honest, I'm just not expecting any change. That's probably healthy. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> um, you know, because it is, it is a big disappointment. It is a blow to a lot of people. And I know a lot of people are feeling pretty bad about it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we just don't know yet. And in I the meantime, yeah. no, carry on. Uh, I don't know. For me personally, I think it's important to try. You know, I'm always trying to... <laughs> remind myself like okay now i'm gonna be positive you know this is just what it is and i can't change anything so i don't know to try and think uh, not too much about it but i know we of course this is all most people think about but you know just try to uh, do whatever makes you feel a bit better about this it's important to think about your mental health and physical health and do whatever you can to make this situation a bit more bearable perfect i think that's the reminder <laughs> i think that's the ideal moment to wrap that up um should we move on to maybe uh the cervical cancer screening or the coast guard helicopters yeah which which stands um, out I think, okay, so at the moment, the helicopter case is, uh, I mean, okay, not really solved, but... Uh, there, there's, not... there's one that can fly at least now. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a really, really serious, I mean, like I said before, I'm from this small town that's an island. And for me, personally, was, uh, you know, it wasn't nice to... <laughs> to know this was the case that, that there's no 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 helicopter helicopters to come jump in if something happens you know that's really and because at the time the weather was also really bad and sometimes like uh, they cancelled all f all flights to Vestmanair the Flufil, uh, the airline Ertnir, they decided it wasn't lucrative enough or they couldn't do it anymore so we only have the boat you know the ferry head over and sometimes the weather is bad and it just can't go <laughs> so yeah i was just for me personally and i know for many people living you know uh, not in the capital area this is scary and from for people who are like in my hometown town it's mostly fishing and there are, there are a lot of people you know that uh, they they go oh sorry i'm having a blank <laughs> <laughs> um many of the, many of the people in town like they go out on fishing go out on boats to fish for a living and if something happens there's a fire or something you know uh, on the ship then no or an injury or yeah yeah so and these scary. things do happen a lot yeah they do and it's just it, it is a really serious even if it's just one day even if it's just half a day or one hour even you know you never know when the accidents happen so for me i've got three questions on this um 
I guess we should be asking ourselves how the dispute got that bad that it ended in strike action at all. I mean, you understand it kind of with big uh professions nursing teaching whatever that sometimes they have strikes but this is a very small group of people doing a very specific job you'd hope that they could sort it out with their government employee employers before it got to this stage yeah um the other thing the status of it what's going to happen next will they get a deal and also how that relates to um to to strike breaking because we hold the right to strike quite dearly in this country and it, you have to go really far for Althingi to vote to force you back to work again. Mm. Um, but in this case, of course, because it's such an important frontline service, the third point is you just cannot be without helicopter support from the Coast Guard for, well, at all, really. It's just, mm. it's so important because, I mean, then they're left with ships. I mean, it could take 12, 24 hours to reach someone. It's not practical. Exactly. These are really good questions. I mean, I'm not really sure uh, how it how how it was, you know, uh, if you can say allowed to go this far, because it it seems like they're not backing down on their demands, um, which is mostly, from my understanding, like to be connected to um, the Iceland Air uh, staff. Uh, the mechanics there oh i see yeah and yeah they want their salary i think to be like like it is now but i'm assuming then the, the government is trying to detach this from from the agreement but yeah, and like you said, it's there, there are not many people and also, you know, there's a lot more sympathy with, you know, when nurses or midwives, when they went to strike, because these are not people with high salary. And the, But these mechanics, they actually have quite good salary. But I'm not saying that they shouldn't. <laughs> it's, they really do a important, good, hard work but it's a lot higher than, for example, nurses or teachers or yeah. so on. So it's harder to get the sympathy from the public when you're at a high paying job. Interesting, yeah. And what about the ethics of canceling the strike by force? Uh, have, you, what you sort of, have you heard, is there much public support for that? Are people generally thinking that was a good idea and, and, and had to happen? My feeling is, I mean, you, you saw that uh, one member of parliament, at least, Rosa Björk, she was in the leftist green alliance, but she's now, she left the party and she's now like... Uh, independent. Independent, yeah. She voted against it because she thinks this is going too far because of the right to strike. Um, but I don't know. My feeling is kind of that people just think that it's too <laughs> it's, it's too important, you know, to have these helicopters ready to go. That I, I feel like I mean maybe it's my bubble around me because it's just that people were were just relieved that this was, you know, adverted kind of. Yeah, because I mean the helicopters 
the Coast Guard helicopters, despite the name Coast Guard, mm. they go out and help with major traffic accidents and yeah. ferrying sick people, especially when the weather's too bad for ambulance planes uh, exactly. to run. And also there's international laws involved as well. I mean, Iceland's got open waters, international shipping goes through it. They have to provide this emergency backup under law, don't they? Yeah. There's, there's, there's so much to this. And it's kind of, I don't know if it's just me or people have this feeling in general, it kind of snuck up on you. It's just like, oh, on Friday there will be no Coast Guard helicopters available. Kind of. I feel, for me it was like, oh. I yeah. didn't. I, I. I. I didn't know it. This was going to happen. You know. And I have to say, I didn't take it at all seriously, because yeah. there was like just exactly what you said. Oh, Friday there will be no helicopters. I thought, yeah, right. Obviously, they'll sort it before then. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah. Um. But we'll see what happens next. It's will be interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, back up to, to, I mean, not full capacity at the moment, but able to respond and hopefully it will remain that way. Mm. Um, I think we've got time for one more topic quickly. Yeah. Um, we've got the renewable energy planes. That's quite interesting. Or oh, there's the cancer thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the also curfew law proposal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, mm, I think maybe the curfew law. Controversial. It's, yeah, it's interesting to kind of, I mean, I'm not sure if people, <laughs> I'm not sure what people will actually think. I, I feel like it hasn't really raised as much controversy as you might have thought, you know, uh, with the public. But it did certainly raise some questions. And, you know, there are, not everyone is uh, in agreement, I guess, in, in Parliament. But it's, <laughs> you kind of thought like, oh, really, they couldn't have done that? Maybe that's why they didn't. <laughs> Yeah, you know? that is interesting because we've we heard stories from all over all over Europe especially and of yeah. course China um mm-hmm. about what was it called lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, don't go out unless it's to get food or medicine. Yeah. And it was never like that here and we just assumed that was just a choice, but maybe it yeah. wasn't. Maybe it was illegal and it couldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But to me it's like um a bit scary kind of to think that you want to apply it apply it now like do you really have to and is that under discussion i might i thought it was more like a planning for any possible future pandemics yeah. and not specifically for this one yes that's what they say like uh, they say they're not planning to use it at all mm. during covid but it's just in case if there's like a nuclear war or something like that's that's what they say. I think they maybe they just realized that this. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure how it came came to discussion, but 
it seems like they're not interested in actually applying it now, but you never know. How does it relate to other countries? Because I'm, I do other countries like Spain uh, just comes to mind because I know they had a quite a strict lockdown. Mm -hmm. Do they have it in law that it is allowed or was it just assumed and the, the, the ministers just did it? Because I feel like if the ministers here had just done it, people would mm -hmm. probably have gone along with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it must be because in Spain, whenever they changed uh, the status, changed the restrictions, the parliament has to agree on it. So the people in parliament who were against must have realized that this was you understand what I mean? Like when yeah. the prime minister decides they're going on full lockdown, there wasn't a hundred percent agreement. So the people who were against must have realized that it, he didn't have, you know, the right, the authority to do so. Mm. They were under strict. Yeah, they were really under strict lockdown for six weeks. Kind of, uh, yeah, it was curfew. You couldn't go out unless to go buy food or if you had a dog. So <laughs> my brother, for example, he lives in Barcelona. And because they have a dog, they could go out. But then I spoke with to a guy who has a two-year-old son. They couldn't, he couldn't go out. Children weren't allowed outside. And he told me that he probably forgotten that there's an outside world. Yeah. Then we talk about mental health effects of the crisis here, um, and that's that's another level, isn't it? Exactly. So yeah, this curfew thing is quite scary. You know that the government can just order you to stay at home. But again, this has shown us it might be necessary. But I wonder, first of all under what circumstances they would ever use that because um, mm -hmm. you'd hope it wouldn't just be abused oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> is in town again let's lock everyone <laughs> indoors <Yeah. laughs> um or secondly if a situation is bad enough to warrant it that people would would need that order for example exactly. if there's a volcanic gas cloud outside and people are keeling over on the street because of the poisonous gas yeah who's going to go out anyway Exactly. That's the thing. And the thing about, you know, putting this into law, I mean, we have a government now that we, or I mean, at least some, most, I guess, or maybe not most, <laughs> I'm over interpreting this. Um, a lot of people at least trust them to mm. do the right thing, but you never know what will happen in the future. So it's like uh, maybe dangerous to put it into law that, I mean, dangerous or not dangerous, maybe we're the only country that doesn't have this, but like you say, maybe do we really need it? Yeah. And then, but on the other hand, speaking as devil's advocate, if the, if the crisis and the, the infection rate of this pandemic had been twice as bad, had mm. been kind of on a, parts of the US scale, maybe that would have been useful and maybe it would have helped. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Exactly. That's true. Well, um, just like that, I'm afraid we have run out of time yet again.
the Week in Iceland will be back as usual next Monday, the 7th of December, on roof.as forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook, through the Roof app, and your favourite podcast platform. Huge thanks to my guest today, Olaf Ragnarsdottir, and also to Lydia Gretasdottir for running the technical side of things. We finish today with a song called Ivir Havid by Iceland's best-known reggae band, Hjalmar. Bye for now. If that er dreamer, or thou ert ekki til, thou hefur myndast í eilífðina byrð. Og engin getur fyllt að tóma rúð, engin nema þú. Þá leitar hugum inn upp til skýjana Og þegar byrtið loksins yfir her Þá kemur þú til mín Have you thought?